When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Ah! Is there a door behind all those spiders? It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. Ah, this is perfect. Relax, you booked a Verbo. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on Shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Anytime? Yeah, you feel good? I'm feeling good. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Ben Kissel, as always, joined by Marcus Parks. Mr. Parks, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you, Ben? I'm good. You look great. Thank you very much. You you look thinner, but also more muscular? <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> I've been drumming more. That's how it goes. Perfect. Yeah, you get stringy. I love how stringy you are. As a boy from Wisconsin who only who only enjoys cheese stringed, I also enjoy Marcus stringed as well. Thank you. Today's guest, National Review writer and Fox News contributor, Fox News contributor Catherine Tiff. <laughs> hey, Thanks. both of those. Yeah, all three of those. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show, Kat. Thanks for having me. I'm having a wonderful day. You look beautiful, and uh, unlike Marcus, not stringy at all. No, I'm a fatty McFat. You are (laughs) morbidly obese, (laughs) Catherine Tim. Yeah, I get that. (laughs) My strap falls off. That's fine. All right, so we had the debates. The debate finally happened. Everyone was waiting for it. August 6th, 2015 was the day that Donald Trump took over the world. Oh, wait. Uh, That was the day that Donald Trump failed. Both. (laughs) To take over the world. He both won and lost the debate simultaneously, happening at the exact same time. It was quite phenomenal. Oh, my God. I can't believe the sort of rise and fall of this man. He's still up in the polls. (laughs) That's the whole thing. Uh, What's his, like, poll numbers right now? Poll number going into the debate was 23%, and right now it was still around 20%. Uh, of course, this was before he made the comments about Megyn Kelly regarding her... Um, period. Regarding her period <laughs> and her line of questioning at the debate. You know, she she asked him some really hardcore questions like, are you a Republican? And uh, he so, got extremely no, upset. <laughs> it was awesome. She was like, so since when have you been a Republican? When did you become a Republican? And he became a Republican in 1999. Uh, that was when he officially joined the party. But in reality, of course, Donald Trump, um, he's a businessman, so he was always giving money to the Democrats and to the Republicans. Of course, he's a businessman out of New York. There's not a lot of Republican uh, politicians out here. It's mostly no. a Democratic-controlled society. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and government around here. So that was sort of the reasons that he wasn't uh, a hardcore Republican up until 1999. And you could argue that he isn't a hardcore Republican to this day because he's going to possibly run as an independent, given the fact that he has pretty much alienated the Republican base I to mean, a point of uh, uh, he's not going to point of no return. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Megyn Kelly's the most likable person in the news. <laughs> Megyn Kelly is beautiful. Everybody loves her. And to go after Megyn Kelly, specifically for Megyn Kelly's period, I think this is where he actually kind of lost some support. Oh, it wasn't her period. It was her nose, remember? That's right. He said she <laughs> was a good bleeding, point. bleeding from her eyes or from her, or from her wherever. And it, of course, it was her nose. <laughs> I, think, I guarantee you he was just like trying to go to sleep that what night and he th- just kept hearing himself over and over again, oh, wherever. Or what wherever. do you think he's doing right now? He's just being Donald Trump, living the <laughs> Trump life, loving life. Is he wearing that hat? 
Is he not? He showers in that hat. How he takes baths he in that have? hat. Make America great again. I'm picturing him in a bubble bath with that hat on right now. <laughs> of course. That's all he does. He Ooh. lives like the enemy from Pee Wee Herman. With a cigar and he's watching Friends on Netflix. God, Friends on repeat. <laughs> I love that new show, Friends. I love that new show, Friends. But it was amazing. The debate didn't crush Trump. Yeah. If you watch the debate, he was very, um, I, I guess they say, telling it like it is. He was very. Uh, Only Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, oh, regarding. Man. You called That was a great fat. moment. That was you a zinger. He zinged it. That was a great moment. He zinged it. And to be honest, if you're going to go after anybody, go after Rosie O'Donnell. Nobody likes her. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell had America's love. Do you remember when she had the Rosie O'Donnell show and she was flinging all those little rubber band things into the crowd? Everyone thought mm-hmm. she was so lovable. She came out, which is totally wonderful. I'm happy she's a lesbian. I, I think she has wonderful children. And, uh, and her wife and her seem to be having uh, a, a great sex life and all those things. But then she just became such an unbelievable militant like uh dare i say stealing from rush limbaugh feminazi (laughs) (laughs) and people totally turned on her nobody likes her anymore so of course you can make fun of rosie o'donnell in a republican debate it got a massive applause break a lot of people thought that was going to ruin it for trump he he came out looking like a king It was insane. And then, of course, it was the CNN interview that he did with Don Lemon later uh, Uh, that that sank him. Sometimes it's just better not to talk. Yeah. Yeah. What is that old quote? It's like, it's better to keep your mouth shut and be thought an idiot rather than open it and remove all doubt. That's what I do. I'm always (laughs) removing doubt. That's the Ben Kissel way. I know. I am removing it, too. But you know what? East gags. Congratulations, Catherine Tim. Broke the rule. Yeah, that's fine. Broke the rule. No more mention. No one wants to hear you talk about East gags, Cat. No. Uh... I'll smoke it then. It's a, go ahead. It's a horrible word. You know, skag, that's that's a slang term for heroin. Oh. Similar. <laughs> Electronic heroin. Uh, but you know what Donald Trump needs to do, and I don't know if he's going to be in the next debate. It's coming up in roughly a month, I believe. I can't wait. Can we live tweet it together? Of course. Perfect. Um, it's a pact. It'll be on CNN. Uh, if he is in the top ten in the polls, if he's even still running at this point, what he has to start doing is, is um, you know, uh, pivoting. Like when 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 uh, when Megyn Kelly discussed women, right? And, and she went to his Twitter account. He calls women fat pigs. He calls everybody a fat pig. I mean, the man is, uh, you know, he offends everybody all yeah. equally, which is why he's so telling the truth. You know, that's yeah. what people think. But all he has to do is discuss how he employs a lot of women, the right. amount of women that he employs, and how w- female unemployment, win- women unemployment, is at an all time high. So it's not that difficult for him to be able to pivot yeah, out of being uh, call- he, called uh, called a sexist. But he he's just not doesn't seem to. In that yeah. he's, he's just having a fun time he's having a fun time after you have that much money just like right now not to bring up skags but i'm going to right. i have all these free skags now i just can't get enough skags i don't care just like he doesn't care imagine if you had not only skags but that much money well that's a, i actually all the money all the attention well, what else do you do but it's causing him to lose his mind ironically enough you know what he does he has a lot of reality contestants on his reality show he's acting like one of them mm-hmm. yes that's a great point he really is he's asking a jersey shore can't, he, uh, he's the Snooky of the campaign. Snooky <laughs> of the uh, Republican contenders. Well, I read a really interesting article yesterday that's talking about the future of the Republican primary right. and how this is different from all the ones before because this is the first one where super PACs are really 
playing a huge role in it, whereas before you had candidates being weeded out just because they ran out of money. Now, with pretty much unlimited campaign contributions, you don't get that anymore. Well, you do have the super PACs coming in, and obviously they're very, very powerful. Um, money doesn't necessarily buy elections. You look back at what happened with Eric Cantor when he lost to, uh, what was it, David Bratt, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he had no money whatsoever. Eric Cantor had a massive amount of money at that point. He was the minority whip, I believe. I mean, it doesn't uh, necessarily win elections, but it keeps the guys in it does. It, it absolutely does. And so this is one angle where Donald Trump should be stressing the fact that he's not bought and sold. He buys and sells. He buys and pays for, not bought and paid for. Right? Like yes. Donald Trump needs to stress the fact that he's the billionaire. He's the he's the face of the entire campaign. He, yeah, he does have the best resting face I've ever seen. He's got a disgusting, <laughs> jowly, fat guy face. His I mean, resting face is the most interesting thing. There's no word for it. Trump resting face. I'm thinking of him. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm thinking of him. So you're but saying you know, that he's running on being the problem? He is no, he's running on. He is running on a platform of being the person who is financing his own campaign. Scott Walker, Jeb Bush, all these people go when they went to meet the Coach Brothers, the Cock Brothers, yeah, the Cock Brothers, the Coke Brothers. Uh, you know, Cruz went down there, Rand Paul went down there, a whole bunch of Republicans Trump's went there. Trump's not asking for anything. Trump doesn't need to, right? And those are the things. That's what got me on Team Trump. <laughs> and unfortunately, his his message about Megyn Kelly and uh, some overall strategical failures are making me a little bit weary of Team Trump. But that's the message he should be stressing. The fact that he is not bought and paid for because he is the man who used to buy people. And he's the problem. He's not. The, well, not yeah, the he, is, he is the problem. <laughs> I mean, that's, what he's, that's yeah. what he's running on. Marcus. He's running on. Marcus. Okay, American pro- politics, they're right. terrible. The problem is, is that people, politicians are bought and sold. Right. But you know what? I buy and sell. I buy and sell. Mm-hmm. I'm the problem. Money. So you should vote for me. Yeah. I, but no, but he's going to fund who he's been funding it the whole time. So, of course. I mean, but that's the thing that he needed to stress. And that's what he hasn't stressed yet. You know, he's calling everybody stupid. He's doing all these, uh, you know, very over the top, uh, extremely. Um, theatrical things, Mm -hmm. but he's not telling, in my opinion, the narrative of him giving to Republicans, giving to Democrats, giving to anybody he has to because he's a businessman, that narrative I think is actually, it resonates with the American people because he's just a guy who's playing the game. Well, all the narrative is really is all he's really doing is cutting out the middleman. He's the man. (laughs) Is that he doesn't doesn't have to pay the people because, so he can just do whatever he wants anyway, so he's still the problem. He's still the problem, but at least he's not pretending like he's not. He's like the whole world knows that he is. At least you know who you're voting for. I feel like we've been having this conversation for a long time. Yeah, I mean, but that's the whole thing about the Trumpster. You know, I mean, he's out now. He's he's done. Roger Stone, my uh, my roommate and, and uh, regular guest here, Travis Irvine, was hanging out with Roger Stone the night of the debates. Mm-hmm. Roger Stone was actually in charge of campaigning um, for for Donald Trump and in charge of his Twitter during the debate. Oh, he was tweeting for Donald Trump. And Roger Stone has recently come out and uh, and quit the campaign because of the Megyn Kelly comments. He said Donald Trump's completely imploding. Mm-hmm. We'll have Travis on uh, in the future to discuss it. But uh, but the whole thing is, is over not because of the debate, uh, because of uh, these phone conversations he does with CNN. It's uh, it's unbelievable. But you know, A phone conversation. You know, like you don't think he probably wasn't thinking about it. He's probably like out to dinner. Yeah. Exactly. And just like oh, I take this call real quick. It's CNN and whatever or whatever wherever. But now Roger Stone is completely out. He's done. Roger Stone worked with Richard Nixon and had no problem with it. Right. (laughs) But he's like, Donald Trump, I got to get out of here. He did not just work with Richard Nixon. He has Richard Nixon tattooed across his back. He does. (laughs) No, I'm not joking. Google it. He has Richard Nixon's body face tattooed across his back. 
Yeah, he's living like uh, what's the? I'm not joking. What's the movie with um with the Italian actor Marcus? You which? You, oh, there's only one. No, no. Um, oh my God, one Italian actor. The Roberto Benigni. I'm not talking about Roberto <laughs> Benigni. Don't bring up Life Is Beautiful. I love that movie. <laughs> no, the reference is gone. You know the uh, what was the name of that movie? Where he has the weights on the back. He has the tattoo. Rocky Four. No, no. I have no idea what you're talking a about. A tattoo. It's a tattoo. <laughs> uh, Eastern Promises. No. <laughs> Come look, on. Look, Google it later, bro. There's a tattoo, and there's a. It's a tattoo, uh-huh. and he's he's doing pull-ups, and right. it's a very iconic scene. It's a horror movie. Movie. And it's oh fear, Cape Fear, <laughs> Cape Fear. Yes, yeah, Mark Wahlberg, Cape Not Fear. Not Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> oh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Mark fear Wa- was Mark Wahlberg. Cape Fear is Robert De Niro. Thank you. So Roger Stone has Nixon tattooed across his back like Robert De Niro in Cape Fear has that tattoo <laughs> there across you go. his back. You got it. I'm really glad you got it. Oh, thank God. I'm sweating profusely. I can't deal with this anymore. Totally. But, yep. Got it done at the Ink Monkey Tattoo Shop in Venice Beach. How sad is your life when you have a, if you're a woman and you hook up with a man, you think he's really, really nice. And you're like, I think this is the guy that I could marry. He unbuttons his shirt. He takes it off and he turns around to go to the bathroom and you see a Richard Nixon tattoo on his back. He says, quote, women love it. They don't. No, it's not possible. I don't even care anymore. That wouldn't stop me. It is unbelievable. You would you would date a guy with a Richard Nixon tattoo? I feel like I can't be too picky. I just love it. So that's where Donald. <laughs> that's how far he has fallen. He's lost a man who has a Richard Nixon tattoo. The whole thing's falling apart. Team Trump. <laughs> Damn it. But uh, yeah. going back to the debate, um, I think there were there were some very large winners there. John Kasich, I think, actually came out and and really shined. Obviously, it was in front of a friendly crowd. It was in Ohio. This is obviously oh, the state yeah. that he's the governor of. Um, but he came out, and it was so funny because all he did was answer a question about gay marriage rationally. Mm-hmm. All he did was give a kind, normal, human answer, and people on the right and even on the left are like, I can't believe yeah, it. he basically just said it's, yeah. He it's went to dark. a gay wedding, and they're, they're treating him as if he's some sort of saint, like he's the new pope. No. I mean, it's ridiculous. All he said that he, all he said was he went to a gay wedding and he would love his daughters if they were lesbians. And people think it's the most, uh, you know, exciting thing since Jimi Hendrix would, lit his guitar on fire. Look, that was pretty exciting. I wasn't there, but but how? What's wrong with the Republican Party? How is this something that should stand out as out of the norm? Hey, you mentioned the Pope. Time Magazine is actually calling him the Pope Francis candidate. Oh my! That's All he idea. did was go and yeah. eat free food and drink at a wedding. <laughs> well, I, that's what Pope Francis like. Everyone's like, "Oh, yeah. the new Pope, the new." Right. All he said is that gay people shouldn't be killed. <laughs> yeah, right. Not, they shouldn't be killed really? in Africa. They're calling him the Pope Francis candidate. Yeah, that's a Time really Magazine like called that. him. I really like that. I that's hate, a really good point. That's I hate really... the new Pope and the cool. He's not a cool Pope. No. He's a pathetic Pope. He's just as he's just as awful he's as all. He's the climate change Pope. He's the he's the president he's the of a pedophile organization. He wants you to get an election. Electric car, www.volt.com. I love a good Volt. But people wonder why the Republican Party isn't connecting with the youth. And why 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 are no millennials loving the Republican millennials. Party? Rand, Rand Party. Uh, Rand, Rand, Rand Paul, Party. Rand Party, which is a great party that Rand Paul will throw. Um, you know, all, the, the youth should love him. Yeah. He has the social policies of, of uh, Bernie Sanders, but he also has the, um, the youth... 
the energy and the ability he to was so uh, to bad connect. In the debate though. That well, that Chris any- him versus uh, versus Chris Christie thing was insane. Like Chris Christie's like, well, yeah, but nine eleven, so totalitarianism is like basically Chris Christie's argument. It's yeah. like, so where do we stop it, right? Like, I'm gonna come home, I open my closet, get some jammies. Chris Christie's already in there. He's like, I had to see if there were terrorists in here. Like, where do we Chris draw Christie the is line? All, of course. You know, Rand Paul made some very good points against Chris Christie. All these uh, politicians who were discussing where they were on 9-11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were all it's in, many of them were in office. And they were like, I was governor on 9-11. I was a senator on 9-11. I had a you radio didn't prevent it. You didn't do a very good job. <laughs> I was there sad. when a disaster occurred. It's the only position that you possibly, that you run for when you were there during an incident of mass destruction. You're like, I was a witness. Yeah. I was in charge when that happened. <laughs> that means I should be in charge again. Everyone does it. They're like, when, when they don't know what to say, they're just like, well, 9-11. So vote for me. I'm so done with 9-11 as a catchphrase. And I'm yeah. so done with it being used as a political tool to uh, prop these, uh, you know, especially in Chris Christie's case, unbelievably, um, ex- he is not accurate when he talks about terrorism at all no, he discusses how uh, you know he's uh, how um you know terrorism is it's it's the you know obviously it's the it's the new war and all these things obviously the real issues are more economic terrorism and things like that which he refuses to mention but it's all scare tactics from uh, scare, scare tactics from chris christie and uh, i think Rand paul was trying to point that out but well, i don't Rand know if he did, did a very good job do a great job roger stone speaking of roger stone he tweeted that Rand Paul's message is so much better than he is. I couldn't agree more. Rand Paul is crushing, uh, crushing Chris Christie, in my opinion. But, of course, I don't know if the debates really played that, uh, that Not out. Not at all. But that's fine. I mean, if you want to talk about somebody, I mean, for me, the line of the night, Mike Huckabee, my God, talking about the military. The purpose of the military is to kill people and break things. I mean, if you want to get that real, then... There's your line. Yeah, I mean yeah. he did, he did. Yeah. Atta- I mean it's a, it's a Limp biscuit lyric. Is what? <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. That's what my something to break. <laughs> How about your country? <laughs> when I am president, it'll be Woodstock '99 for four full years, guaranteed. <laughs> fire and rape and rape and fire. <laughs> Five dollar waters, <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> But yes, so Rand Paul, Chris Christie, they had their little spat. They're getting some time in the in the limelight right now because of that spat. I think John Kasich came out on top. Donald Trump was Donald Trump. Uh, but really, the five o'clock debate was very exciting. That was with huh. Carly Fiorina. She and crushed I th- it. She crushed it, and I think she's going to be in the next debate. She will definitely be in the next debate. I'm just kind of mad if Trump's not going to be in the next one because I would love to see how Trump handled Carly Fiorina being there. I mean, what do you think, Marcus? The, the networks want Trump to be in the next debate, right? Oh, of course. It's huge. They had 24 million people watching. It was the number one rated cable program of all time, besides sporting events. It was the number one. Ever. That's Team Trump. Yeah, it is. No, it 100% is. That is unbelievable. So these cable networks, you know, they kind of need to be careful. They don't want Donald Trump to implode yet because they want to get some ratings coming up in the near future, and he needs to be in these debates. And really, um, to some degree, the the other candidates kind of need Donald Trump there as well. I mean, he gave them a massive favor. 24 million people got, at least 22 million people got introduced to these candidates for the first time. Oh, yeah, Because of Donald Trump. Yeah, and and, and I I apologize. It wasn't the highest rated in cable history. It was the highest rated in Fox News history. Which is cable history. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same. It's 20 years. It's 20 years. It's unbelievable. 24 million. It's insane. 
And, you know, Donald Trump, he, he has hit a nerve, and it is up to the candidate now that can actually rationally, um, you know, discuss some, some true policy issues and, uh, and pick up the narrative that he has laid out there, which is independent, which is, you know, I'm my own man, I'm my own jackass, I am an, I am, I'm an asshole. No I, apologies. No Everyone's apologies. Everyone's so sick of apologies. Everyone's, like, pretty soon they're going to have a major at university as an apology writer. Right, exactly. Apology statement, right? As a matter I of mean, fact, it's a hell of a job. No, actually, they already have them. They're ER. called crisis management. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's the it's the exact same thing. I mean, it's I mean, if you're talking, I would not be surprised if like a PR major, a whole class on apologies. That's right. not far fetched. No, I'm sure there's a, a minor, a well, subset, don't series. Go- don't process. don't go into that major if you want to work for Donald Trump. He's not hiring you. The <laughs> no. man doesn't apologize for anything. No, he's not. He's not at all. <laughs> it's a different kind of statement. It's a, I didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. He's Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He, he says I cherish women. Yeah. <laughs> well, case closed. Yeah, case he was, closed. He was on. He, yeah, he was on State of the Union this morning. He said, "Who would say that? Do you think I'd make a statement like that? Who would make a statement like that? Only a sick person would even think about that." I cherish women. So he turns it on us. He turns it on us. Yeah, no, no, no. He mentions the word deviant a couple times. Right. He because- turns it on us. How could you have thought I meant that, you sick people? Where else would she be bleeding from? I cherish women. It's so gross. Oh yeah. my God! What's sex with Donald Trump like? Oh. I cherish you. Why am I all tied up in your basement? Let me out of here. I, I cherish you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you also showed me that tweet earlier about uh, Carly Fiorina. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just realized that if you listen to Carly Fiorina for more than ten minutes straight, you develop a massive headache. She has zero chance. So, it's just. Right now, Donald, I would say, say something nice about women. Does that mean that, right, does that mean that he's just sitting there watching Carla Fiorina and just, like, grunting and sweating? That's it. I mean, (laughs) he's an egomaniac. He's constantly, you know he he, uh, just searches for his name on Twitter, even if you don't add him or tag him in it, he just searches for it. Oh, man. Look, we all do that, right? Yeah, but we're not all running for president, Kat, and (laughs) no one's electing you president. I don't think that's true. It's just because I'm not old enough. Otherwise, I would be the front runner. Yeah, what's your number one policy as president? And don't say East Gags for everyone. I was going to say, <laughs> leave everybody alone. All right, that's fine. Yeah, that'll work. Leave that's everyone fine. alone 2016. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Vote right, right. and I won't do anything. All right, all right. How's all right. that? I like that, actually. No new policies. We get rid of some of the old policies. Mm. That's my campaign. Less government. Vote more Timp, less government, 2024. <laughs> I kind of like it. All right, you're on. You're, uh, that's fine. You're a front runner right now. Yeah. As far as Trump's controversial statements, which one do you think is getting more backlash? The period joke or Colin McCain not a war period. hero? Period. The period joke. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll tell you, because Megyn Kelly is loved. Yeah. People go crazy for Megyn Kelly. She's her. beating Bill. I love her. Too. I, I I do love her. She's beating Bill O'Reilly uh, on Fox News for the first time ever. Bill O'Reilly is like second to a woman. So you can imagine he loves Donald Trump. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly secretly is like Team Trump. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly can't get enough of what Donald Trump is saying about Megyn. But uh, but yes, definitely the Megyn Kelly. Donald, I mean, you know, what happened with John McCain? Uh, he's old news. You can kind of make fun of anything uh, about John McCain because people just see him as old, white, out of touch. And quite honestly, the Vietnam War, the majority of the uh, Americans that live through it are dead. Yeah. You know, I mean, really the people who fought in it and the people who had to like, uh, you know, really have emotional connections to Vietnam and the idea of being held in Vietnam, they're gone. And, and no one in America respects that war because it's a war we lost or tied, which is a loss. 
unless you're playing soccer and you're the U.S. men's team, soccer. in which case a tie is the best thing that ever happened to us. But, uh, but you know, so when you think about John McCain and you think about him being a war criminal, or I mean a war prisoner, um, people don't criminal, care. Criminal, hey. <laughs> Well, that's, hey, you know, people yeah. just don't care. Well, and, and possibly implicit on being in an Iraq war hawk. I mean, possibly you can think of oh it that my way God. if you want to really stretch it out. John what McCain, happened? Lindsey Graham, 2016. Bombs, 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 bombs. <laughs> Not bombs, tears. Bombs the the Lindsey Graham. Bombs and tears. If you go back, watch the 5 p.m. debate on Fox News and just watch Lindsey Graham. Ugh. It was so sad. My heart broke it's for this so man. Did sad. you watch it, Marcus? I wasn't able to, It no. looks like he's like reciting a research paper in the third grade from memory. And he was in tears. He talked about his parents dying when he was 20 Aww. and 21. And then he talked about growing up in the behind of a, you know, in the back of a bar. But at no point was he like, and I made it. He was just like, and I'm still kind of just sad. Just want to share this. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah. It was so depressing. The five o'clock debate, because there was no audience. Yeah. There was no one in the crowd. So these people were just talking to nobody. Oh. And so there they were, could have so easily got an audience. Bring an audience. <laughs> I mean, right. you you know, there why was not? nobody there. No one was, was there. Was there like two people or something? Yeah, there were there were campaign staffers for each person, so you uh, could hear like a smattering of applause from the like, people. It was like this. Oops. Yeah, that's Oof. it. You know, and, and you like, knew how many people uh, they brought with them because it was the number of, we'll uh, you know, claps that you heard as, uh, as they spoke. It was maybe like 14 people there. Oh, it was so like, sad. Like, no, honestly, was it like 14 to 20 maybe? Yeah, something like that. Either way, it was a massive auditorium. It was, it was, uh, you know, where the Cavs play there in mm. uh, in Quicken Loans Arena, and no one was there. I mean, it was like they had it in Cleveland. Yeah, of course. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point, Marcus. I know, of why? course, because Ohio. I don't know. No, I have no idea why they did that. It is because of Ohio. Ohio is a massively important state, especially in a Republican primary. You you win Ohio, you go through Iowa. Ohio, I know. I know first, it's. So. I know it's important, but Cleveland. <sighs> Cleveland I know. Rocks. Yeah, other than the Drew Carey show, the only news I've heard from Cleveland involves Ariel Castro. <laughs> Every time I've been around, like when I, you know, was living back home as a kid and mm-hmm. had TV and Drew Carey's show came on, I would get so violently pissed. I love Drew Carey. Show. Drew Carey show was great, and Mimi on the Drew Carey show. You know where she's from, Stevens Point, Wisconsin, hey. where Ben Kissel is from as well. Well. There's your future. <laughs> Mimi Bobek. I love it. Yes, it was in Cleveland. I know it was a depress it's a depressing place to have a debate, but that's where the Republicans really shine. I mean, Fiorina, I mean, you got to remember she has zero legis- or zero experience in government. I mean, she's no. the Hewlett Packard right. CEO, yes, but yeah, she's but coming again- at it from no experience whatsoever. Going on, piggybacking on Team Trump. These these things can be very beneficial in the eyes of the public, right? They like the idea of somebody not being in politics. They like the idea of a of a private, uh, you know, business person coming in, uh, you know, theoretically from the outside. Even though they all know each other, they're all going to brunch together. Yeah. But you know, yeah. but, but the but the idea there is that this person uh, isn't an insider, and I think that she could actually do very very well. But has that? Well, I guess Obama kind of wrote on that same sort of thing. Yes. You know, a young senator, well, not necessarily. A political insider, but but on the other hand, he's also been in politics for his entire adult life, well, just not but in he national was more politics. Likeable, just like, I mean, has anyone yes. ever done that? Has anyone ever actually won with no record? Well, you know, Jimmy Carter really did in '76. Obviously, I think he was a one-term senator at that point. 
and uh, and he that that's what he ran on. He was one of the most successful. Um, obviously, was a politician, but perceived as a non-politician politician that ever existed. Yeah, um, people loved it. They loved his peanut farmer ways. They loved his small town way of talking. You know, but of course, it turns out that he didn't know how to be a president. Um, but that's okay. But yes, so Jimmy Carter ro- uh, rode in on that wave, and I think there is room for that. Uh, not so much on your everyman level, but I think from the business person level, from the jobs, we got to create jobs level. Yeah. I, I created jobs, which is, I don't know why Donald Trump doesn't talk about that more. Um, I think there is room for that. And people, I uh, I do believe, would relate to that more. I wonder how long it's going to be before people can no, politicians can no longer reference Jimmy Carter. Because, of, well, of course, eventually it comes out because you don't see politicians referencing, like, say, Woodrow Wilson uh, and his, or, or Herbert Hoover for their terrible policies Back that in. brought us in into uh, the Great Depression. How long can it be before yeah. people, before Never. Jimmy Carter is kind of out of the public uh, Never. arena? Never. I think that every president will always be referenced by Ben Kissel. I agree with He's that. He's got nothing to do but sit at home and Google President's Wikipedia pages for this podcast. I agree with that. I just watched a great Netflix special. Yep, I told you. The history <laughs> of the presidents of the United States. There I watched that go. same thing. It's awesome. It's, should it's I watch really, it when I get home? You should. It's what a three. Yeah. It's a three part series. It's Huge. very much. It skims uh, most of the presidents. All right. But it is a nice little refresher. Well, I'll watch that and then I'll watch my show and then I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up and I'll cry and we'll start the new week. That's perfect. Watch <laughs> Catherine Timpton on Fox News, the Greg Gutfeld show, of course. 10 p.m. Yeah. Or whatever, every Sunday. Every um, single one. But yes, you're, 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 I, I feel like Jimmy Carter will be referenced as long as there is a Democrat running uh, you know, for the uh, candidacy that, that is perceived as weak on foreign policy. He's the, he's the go-to guy. Yeah. Is weak yeah. on foreign policy even that bad? No, I we mean, need to do less. We do... I don't, I mean, this is where Rand Paul is really having a difficult time with the Republican base because of his foreign policy. And I like that about him. I like his foreign policy. I like it about him as well. And I think a lot of people do like it about him, but he's having a difficult time because it's difficult to express inaction. Mm -hmm. You know, non-action is oftentimes better than action. Right. But it doesn't exist. Like when when Kennedy uh, diffused the nuclear crisis uh, with with Cuba. Right. This is very, very possible that it could have been a massive uh, nuclear war. But Jimmy. uh, But uh, John Kennedy said they wanted to go to the war room. Him and uh, and um, Bobby. No, no. uh, The the secretary of state there at the time. Uh, 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 Leah. Fuck. You know who it is. It's a bad word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a beep word. Basically, so they were talking about how they should go to the, they should go down to a secure room because uh, a lot of these missiles are pointed at the White House and the White House is the number one target. And uh, Kennedy said, no, we're going to stay in the White House. You guys need to figure out another plan and think about it from this scenario now where we're staying right here. Mm-hmm. And now we're we're in the line. Right. That was an that was an action that was not an action. Right. That was a, that was a choice that did not lead to war. Right. But you don't really get credit for things that you can't see. Mm-hmm. So it's so much easier to tell people that you're or when you when you go to war, it's easier to tell people that you did as opposed to tell people why you didn't mm-hmm. because they can't see it. No optics. There's no optics. And optics is probably the most important part of the presidency. Yes. It's right. the most important in the Internet age. Oof. So Rand Paul talking about his foreign policy it's difficult to visualize as opposed to a Chris Christie's like, we're going to kill and eat ISIS. And like, Are you going to eat them? You're going to eat them, Yes, we're going to eat them. I don't know. The debate was just like, no, I'm going to kill ISIS more. Right. Yeah. I'm going to 
gonna kill I no, I'll kill kill ISIS. Harder. I'll kill him twice. <laughs> I'll kill him and then I'll kill him and then I'll kill him more. So it's more difficult for him to get across his foreign policy because it actually doesn't really exist. Yeah. In in a tangible sense. I mean, when, when was the last time America's foreign policy was anti interventionist? Oh my god, never. Um well, I mean, Roosevelt, the when, first one. It does, I mean, you know, you go back to the banks when the, when the banks took over in 1913. Pretty much uh, at that point, economic inter- interventionist went uh, interventionalism went all over the world, and and that's really where it, where it's uh, yeah, started, started with South America. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, and you, you know, we've been we've been putting people in and out of power for you know for decades and decades and decades. Who doesn't who don't uh, you know taking them out. Uh, even if we put them in power and taking them out, if they don't uh, like our economic ideas, it's all economic war. Yeah, you know. So I don't know the economic war. I guess ever since WW2. Yeah, though I mean, I guess the only thing is uh, the distraction war of Kosovo. They're all yeah. Um, so it's very interesting. I think that Rand Paul has a he has a great message. He has a good chance. It's just he he can't get it out because how do you articulate what you don't want to do in a debate? Mm. With people who just tell everybody that they just want to kill the that's brown true, person. That's true. That's true. It's impossible. How about you can't. You can't. And he's just like, well, the bill. Oh, he did. He did such a bad job. Well, the bill of rights. Right. No, 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 no. That's that's a that's like a high school debate talking point. I mean, but that's the level of the American people. You know, we talked about this before on the show. The I mean, average, he's right. The but- average president now. They used to talk uh, at about an eighth grade freshman year in high school level during the State of the Union. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this, Marcus? Yeah, got, absolutely. And, and now most State of the Unions are done at about a third grade level. Well, there is a reason for that, uh, is because the reason why uh, they were at, I mean, they were up actually towards a college level uh, back then, but that was when presidential uh, elections were, or presidential speeches were done exclusively to the elites. They were mm. done exclusively to people right. that were extremely educated. They didn't want to speak to the people down below. They didn't want to speak to the less educated people, to the farmers. And the reason why it's become like that over the years is because presidential speeches are now written to where everybody can hear them because they do want the vote of the dum-dum as well right. as the vote of... The dum-dum? <laughs> of the dum-dum. I mean, and, and you we're going to secure that. the dum-dum vote with I mean, this abs- one. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and you can take that. I love that analogy. I love what you're saying. They spread it all around. You know what else does that? Pop music. <laughs> Have you ever heard a good, Honestly, truly a pop song that's actually good? You know, the Rolling Stones were great back in the day. What was the last pop song that you listened to that was like, this is going to be around forever? Centerfold by the Jay Giles Band. I was thinking yesterday. I, I, I wish the, the audience could see the confusion when, on my face. I have no idea what Marcus just said. When I was at Mad Decent Block Party yesterday, listening to those dudes perform those ringtones, people that were there that paid hundreds to listen to these ringtones. Yeah, it's bad music. I was looking around and thinking, these they vote. They all vote. But do they vote? I'm sure they do. I mean, you know... What uh, else are they going to do? Is it... Okay, so... You have, okay, so, and I think that going back again to Donald Trump and these debates, and I want to talk about, let's talk about Bernie Sanders now uh, in a second. Let's talk about some Democrats here. But um, that's what Donald Trump did, talking about third grade. The stupid. (laughs) The stupid. They got dumb heads. She's bleeding out of a pussy. The stupid. I mean, this is the definition of third grade. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. This is exactly how third graders talk on the playground, and this is why he was at 23% in the polls. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like, who's to blame? I can't blame Donald Trump for his success. For his success. 
I he mean, literally related to the masses like Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, really, we have nobody to blame but ourselves or our fellow mm. Americans. I mean, you can't blame Donald Trump for all of this. We're all guilty. <laughs> We're implicit, Ben. Oh, We're yeah. all implicit. We, Team Trump. We, <laughs> you're, more, you're the most implicit person in this you room. You created this. Oh, I so want to be on Team you Trump, Donald. You created this. Please stop talking about Megyn Kelly's <laughs> vagina. Just please. God, give me a reason to vote for you. Now, Trump believes that he's above Megyn Kelly. He said, on social media, I'm the one that's beloved. I mean, he he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem. <laughs> Everyone, I mean, this is the negative reinforcement that we live in as a society. Yeah. Oh, I, had, I had 20 people tell me I suck today. I'm doing great. <laughs> you know, it's like insane. Yeah, yeah the, there's this, uh, you know, it's it's kind of on the, the, the level of if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. The one that I yeah. see going around the internet is like, it's the nerd version of that. It's like, life is like a video game. You know you're going in the right direction when you find the enemies. Right, exactly. It's like, oh, no. Like, you're just justifying bad behavior. Just being a jackass. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't make enemies when you're making the right decisions. You mm. kind of, sort of, but it just, ah. Everybody is just so proud to be an asshole. Everyone they love it. just loves being an asshole, and it's just the worst. And they brag about it. If somebody says something. I'm not PC. That's right. You're just an asshole. Yeah. You know, and you know, people brag about these things on Twitter. They got blocked by a celebrity because they said something terrible to that celebrity. And, they, and then they tweet out that they got blocked and they think it's some sort of reward. Uh, You're a jerk off. Yeah. That is a human being. I was right. pre, that is a person. I was preemptively blocked by Lindy West. And I still think that's really cool. <laughs> I like, I like never got into any sort of altercation with her, but I was just going to, you know, troll her Twitter a little bit. She had already blocked me just preemptively. That's great. So, Lindy so, West. For those that don't know, Lindy West is a very successful feminist blogger. Wow, so you're on you were on a list. Yeah. I never like had any sort of altercation with her whatsoever. She just preemptively blocked my ass. Yeah, but only what's wrong with the you know, there is something we we need to have and you go even back to these debates, it wasn't so much a debate as everybody spoke in their own little uh, you know, their own little web video. Mm -hmm. You know, no one was really counter uh, interacting except for the Christie and Rand Paul interaction, and that's why everyone was so stunned that they talked to each other. Yeah. Where's the debate? You know, where? why can't we have debate without people getting, A, uh, too upset to speak rationally, and B, um, you know, too um, sensitive to take an insult and be able to uh, reply properly with, an, with a response that is, uh, that is reasonable and could possibly win them the argument. Yeah. Everyone's too sensitive. I mean, you know, this was Trump. Even Donald Trump. Donald, the irony of Donald Trump is his skin is thicker than an 88-year-old in a retirement homes right now. Okay, his skin is see-through. He, he's a, he is a jellyfish. Yeah. The man has no skin at all. Megyn Kelly, a, a Fox News personality, took him down. This is why I think where people get a kind of upset with him. Yeah. Why was he so upset with Megyn Kelly? I mean, he just believes... He, well, it's just extreme arrogance. Is that he believes that no one should challenge him. And but anybody that challenges him in the least... He gets just so upset because he's a businessman. He's a boss. Yeah. And that's what he's used to being. He's used to being the boss. That everybody listens to him. Nobody criticizes him. So when now that he's in the public arena, truly in the public arena, where people are actually going to be challenging him rather than mm -hmm. just making jokes about him as it was in the past... Now he doesn't know how to handle it. Well, let's talk... A okay, so Donald Trump comes back and he hits back. He hits hard, regardless of the fact... Uh 
It's not working, right? Regardless of the fact that it's not working. But the man who doesn't hit back is Bernie Sanders. And Bernie has gone through currently a very, very rough time with the Black Lives Matter movement. And, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter, I think it's a wonderful movement in a lot of ways. I think they're they're doing a lot of very good things, exposing police brutality and, uh, uh, you know, um, shining a light on the racial injustice of the criminal justice system. But... Bernie Sanders is not their enemy. No. He has been an ally for years. He marched with Martin Luther King. He's been a social justice warrior for a very, very long time. He was just giving a speech in Seattle. Uh, two chicks got on stage, two black gals, and they were talking about the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. Two black gals. They were. <laughs> no. And, and, uh, and, um, and they, 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 they took the stage, and Bernie just sort of walked to the back and then slowly yeah. exited the building. What Bernie could use about 15% of a Trump... Injection. <laughs> Bernie needs a Trump they injection. They should sell that. They should sell it as an energy drink. People would buy it. The Trump. The Trump. I'm serious. Trump it up. Trump juice. And he had. Trump juice. I seriously can't. Cannot. <laughs> I've been listening to trap music for 48 hours, hanging out with Kevin Barnett. I can't hear. Oh no. Flashbacks. Flashbacks. Yeah. But you know, I mean, the beat's gonna drop. That is the problem, though, with Bernie right now. He he is a warrior. It's a problem with the Black Lives Matter movement as well. Yeah. I feel similar to them as I do with PETA. Uh, not saying that they are uh, animals, obviously, but with PETA, you want to support a group called the, P- uh, the uh, Ethical Treatment uh, for Animals. Yeah. Obviously, you want to support that group. Right. They're making it so hard, though. I, I mean, I, I just don't get... I mean, they are bullying an old man. He's 73! Yeah. That's all. That's exactly what it comes down to, is that they are bullying an old man. Are they going to do that at a Ted Cruz rally? No. Why are, are they going to do right. that at any other rally? Are they going to do that at a Hillary Clinton rally? No, they're doing it to Bernie Sanders because they can, because they know he'll take it. But he will take it, and I think that's the major problem. Why can't Bernie... Why didn't he just stand up there? He's been a politician for, what, 30 years? He's Third. been on stage before. Yeah, he understands how to control a crowd, He's right? Never Theoretically, know the crowd like that. No, no. He's, he's always just ever had like quietly clapping Vermont. Yeah, right. He, he's never had. I mean, he's always he's always been outspoken, and he's always been the senator to stand up for people. Right. But he's never done it in front of thousands of people, right. and he's never really had anybody. Pay attention to him. This the, is the first time in yeah. his life that anyone's paid attention to him. I agree. The left loves to laugh about how the right eats itself, uh, how Donald Trump is eating the party, how how he's uh, you know making everyone uh, you know turn against themselves. The left eats itself even worse in situations like this. Yeah, right. Now because the left is all about my issue is more important than your issue. Well, I mean, the, you have, your issue is insensitive to my issue. Yeah. Why? If you're if you are for black and you know what I'm also not gonna you know I, I read a lot of people on Twitter uh, recently talking about how white people shouldn't even discuss how uh, people with the Black Lives Matter movement uh, address their cause. What? Fuck that. Okay, the, you you didn't act. It was inappropriate to cut off Bernie Sanders, and they're yeah. like, don't don't talk about how they're they're doing it. Raise Just your hand check in your class. privilege. Check your privilege. No, you interrupted a dude who yeah. was truly a hero for the exact cause that you are a part of, in an attempt to get people to uh, support you. You just pulled a Donald Trump. Yeah, this was the equivalent of the Black Lives Matter movement talking about Megyn Kelly's pussy bleeding. <laughs> you're right. No, and you're it, right because who is more historically bro like 
civil liberty. Bernie. And Why? But you're right, Marcus. They, social they, justice exactly. than Bernie Sanders. They went after Bernie because they knew they could. Yeah. They didn't go after anybody else. And it was just two random people. And this is Seattle. Also, you're not a hero. You know, <laughs> you're in one of the most liberal states in the country. I'm more you know, liberal than you. Exa- you know, sh- if you did that in deep Texas... I would respect you a little bit more. I'm sorry, you're in. You're you are the winner. Yeah. You yeah. you all vote Democrat. Everyone is everyone is on your side, preaching to the choir. You know, and then not even preaching to the choir. The preacher stole the stage and and, and preached to the choir. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it is unbelievable what happened. But you know what? It it talks to a point that people um into an issue and a problem that people have with Bernie Sanders. He doesn't stand up for himself. He just stood in the back, put his hands around his crotch as if they were uh, about to ding his dick with their fingers and uh, and and tease him in the showers if he was back in the old boys room after gym class, you know? And it was just it was a testament to why he's not going to be elected and why he's completely um irrelevant in the race because he's such a little I want to say bitch, but I mean, it seems negative, but I, I feel like he's just... <laughs> he, he, I, don't, I don't agree on this, because for one, he's a 78-year-old man. What's 73. He, well, or 73. What is he going to do? Get into a shouting match with a couple, get, like... Yes, with, have some Have some fight. Have, you well, have a cause. Though. He can and he can't. You know, whatever he does in that situation is wrong. I yeah, just I mean, wanna, that is yeah. very true. Yeah, he, he has nowhere to go because if he gets into right. a shouting match White with him. old man yells at people right, because right, right, he right, thinks right. black lives matter so little. Yeah. Right. Would be right. the narrative on yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like, there, there's, they are backing him into a corner here. There, there's nothing that they can do. And by, and that's the, the most, <laughs> that is the worst thing about it is by doing this type of thing, they are derailing the only candidate who would do anything right about the issues that they care right. about the only one who would even come close to approaching doing anything and for it's them it's so asinine there's a lot of people on the social media networks such as facebook Ooh. and twitter and instagram hey. discussing and how snapchat. these people and snapchat. yeah that's right i'll never forget i got some nudes sent to me on snapchat and i'm so I'm old oh god and so out of touch that i hit the button to make sure that they came through and i didn't realize they all erased as soon as you touched them so i missed out on a whole series of wonderful opportunities but that's okay <laughs> that happened like two years ago man you were holding on to that Oh, I'm still upset about it. I, I can't oh my get over God, it these things. happened two years ago. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I'm still very, very sad about it. But people are talking about how these um, protesters were possible paid actors, you know, going in there uh, mm. and to discredit the Black Lives Matters movement. They weren't. No. Um, they no were way. absolutely not. But that's how bad it was. People are trying to rationalize and wrap their head around, I've been pro-Black Lives Matter this whole time. They must have been paid actors to go against Bernie. No, they were just lunatics who were part of your cause. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about that. That's it. You know, I mean, and, and that's the problem with a lot of the, uh, you know, with a, with a lot of all of these movements, all of the fringe. Um, and I don't know if Black Lives Matters is a fringe movement or not, but these, you know what? I am, I am going to say it. I think it's a flash in the pan movement. Yeah. I mean, their leaders, their leaders are not good. Everyone fights with each other all the time. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the, you know, I, I guess at least the Tea Party doesn't really eat itself. They, I mean, you know, they have their own irrational and insane ideas. But, you know, th- that's the problem with the left. They can never have a movement that's, that can um, 
have longevity because at the end of the day, they allow so many people in and they allow so many different perspectives and ideologies. At the end of the day, we're all animals and uh, there's going to be a lion. Yeah. One person is going to want to lead in each pocket. And then those people branch off and they destroy the entire thing. Mm -hmm. And they take the people with them that, that, uh, you know, that are uh, persuaded by their charismatic arguments. And eventually the person, the lion that does come to the front is the one that decides that no other issue matters. My issue is the only one that matters. And if you don't believe the same, then you are automatically anti. You are the problem. You are anti our movement. Uh, And it just, the, the left, it's, We've been talking. This has been one of the things we've been saying since we started this show. Four years. Four years. The left, the problem is that it is so fragmented and they just cannot come together. But they can come together on hate. Yeah. And that's really what they do. And the Republican Party does as well. Their immigration debate is beyond <sighs> the pale when it comes to racism. Immigration is a real issue. But, uh, you know, Mex- the term Mexican, again, like we, t- we discussed, 52% of the uh, illegal immigrants in this country are Mexican. 48% are not. Uh, but Mexicans are they are getting a lot of press. <laughs> they're, they're being discussed quite regularly when it comes to the illegal immigration debate, regardless of the fact that they make up uh, just over half of the uh, you know illegal uh, immigration population. So, obviously... Obviously, hate uh, you know uh, unites uh, the right as well, but it's specifically when it comes to the left, the uh, you know the, their the hatred. The left acts like it's not like it's loving and tolerant. I don't know if they do anymore. I think they do. I don't know if they. Uh, what, what was, you know, I really don't. Th- I think they did at one point, but anymore, like I don't think they, they still do. Man, there's like a whole no, wing of it. No, because social, that's yeah, what we're seeing. I'm with, more sensitive than you are. Yeah, but that's not being sensitive is not loving. You're right, but that's what they want you to think is that it is. Bernie Sanders represents the old left. Mm-hmm. And the new left is confronting Bernie Sanders everywhere he goes. Yeah. And Bernie cannot deal with it because he has no idea how to handle what is it, what's in front of him right now. Who would? I mean, he's getting hit from, I mean, you're talking about the new left. How many different fucking points of the spear does the new left have? Right. And how many of them are attacking Bernie at all points at all times? How, who would be able to handle with that? Right. And they all love Hillary because she's a woman. She is the major. Nobody likes Hillary. Nobody even likes Hillary. No, they like her more than Bernie. The left does. They don't. They're just, eh. You know, Hillary during the debate was hanging out with Kim Kardashian and and Kanye West taking selfies and things like that. It's about money. It's about money. It's about people with money. Of course it's about people with money, but Bernie's out there trying to give speeches. You almost wonder if you shouldn't even give any more public speeches. Just, uh, you know, just go out and take pictures with celebrities. That might get you more. That might get you farther in today's. Of course uh, it it will. Yeah, really. It actually will. Yeah. But I I saw the picture of Hillary Clinton with Kim and Kanye and it made me fucking ill. It it's made me nauseated. creeped out. I said I'd check about, for oh. my soul after I looked like oh that. And the hypocrisy of people talking about Team Trump, Donald Trump as the reality show contestant. Right. She's literally hanging out with the chick with. who got famous from a sex tape. Right, from and a her sex hus- tape. I mean, you know, it is, it is unbelievable. She's yeah. famous for being famous. She is famous for being famous. And, it, you know, it, it's, it's just so difficult right now with what we're seeing. I think Donald's out. Bernie is out because he can't stand up for himself. Obviously, Hillary's got the ticket guaranteed, stamped. She's ready to go. Hop on the train to Washington, unless Joe Biden comes in, in which case we'll have some beautiful pecs in the White House. <laughs> now, what do you think about like what do you think about Biden here? I think that Joe Biden is being um, convinced to run. Yeah, I think that people want him to run. I think once again we have a 2008 situation where everyone so people stop talking about how difficult it is for Hillary to become president. 
everybody wants her to be president mm -hmm. and she just can't because she, can't she is it. just so not charismatic i'd rather She's look not, at a log i, I, I would too i mean you all know, day everybody is pushing hillary's not a victim in no way in no time in Every her life advantage. has she been a victim she victimized monica Lewinsky when bill clinton raped a 22 year old intern correct but you know uh you know at no point so uh again we have the situation in 2008 where the democrats so were like run hillary we're gonna support you you bombed i mean she is it's it's like if lebron james James had Scotty Pippen had the Bulls team and they were just like go win the championship and he continually lost very similar to what Le LeBron James has done in Cleveland mm -hmm. um, so it's I think with, full circle. With, with with Biden people are looking at the polls the unapproval ratings for Hillary are, are you know in the 60s 70s 50s Iowa she's not doing well of course she got third she lost to John Edwards and uh, obviously Barack Obama in 08 um, and I think they're just Hedging their bets. I mean, and Hillary, they're saying, yeah, I, I, I think that Biden's going to be in the election, in the race. He has name recognition. He has the exploratory committee, and he already has all the institutions put in place because, of course, he ran in 08 as well. Yeah, and I think Hillary Clinton. They talk about how poor Hillary. You know, she wasn't able to get it. Hillary lost 2008 because of one reason. Obama pulled ahead because of one reason: her vote on the Iraq War. The Iraq War. Also, it's not as if Bill Clinton wasn't racist. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Bubba goes down there, and you got. Honestly, listeners, please. I mean, I am a I'm an open-minded man. Do not love Hillary Clinton. No, no, Google no. Hillary. Watch her speeches. Watch when she talks to black uh, conferences. Mm. Listen to her language. Listen how she changes her tone. It's oh my so God. pathetic. Did you and see it's so the um, Did you see the what the the chat that she did? Um, in South Carolina, I don't remember what it's called. Mm -hmm. The chairs, mm -hmm. and she just immediately switched into a southern. Oh, accent. you girl, yeah, you know and what, and you know what I'm talking about. Accent. She's like, "Well, I was holding my grandbaby. Mm -hmm. What was this? It was the um, we talked about it. On yeah, the show. yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, is what it's it called. It's actually there's a term for it. It's called code switching. Yeah. Okay, code switching. She's and sitting there in a rock, and she goes, "I just love rocking." Yeah, there's like a pitcher of lemonade. It's like, how do you even say hello first? <laughs> I, like, and, she and by doesn't the way, even know how until the other person starts talking. That's how she talks. Mm -hmm. By the way, how creepy is the whole grandmother thing, too? So creepy. It's so... Ugh. At what point in history has that made you presidential? <laughs> I mean, are you... Oh, my God. In you shat out a child, and that child shat out another child? Wow. Are you... You're the Russian doll, the president? <laughs> I mean, what is happening? Right. That, it is such nonsense. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, what's so funny as well. Going back to what you were talking about, you're right, with, with the... Um, with the pandering and things like that, Mitt Romney tried to do the exact same thing in 2012 when he's saying, who let the dogs out? With all the kids, I believe it was Detroit, and people demonized him. They called him racist. They said all these ridiculous things. Hillary does the exact same thing. She's not true to herself because she has no idea who she is, and the way that there is nothing worse than a white person who pretends to, who acts differently around different uh, uh, groups yeah. of people because they think that that's what's acceptable. Be who you are. Yeah. And Biden who is, is who he is. Yes. Yes. And he, I think this is a strong point for, for Biden. Of course, it doesn't hurt. Bo died. We talked about it on the last episode. His dying wishes were, just run, Joe. <laughs> and then, of course, he died. Um, but so I, I think that he has a lot of sympathy. Mm -hmm. and, Eight years in the White House. And you know what, man? That sympathy thing is being played up. Bruce Hunter, uh, who is a big guy in Iowa and one of the guys in Iowa that's really urging Biden to run, he's putting out little things here and there. He said it's not an easy de decision. He's picking out a tombstone. 
Stone right now. So he is sprinkling that sympathy out there. I want a president who's picking out a tombstone. Me too. Make America great again. <laughs> Make America great again. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Marcus, what do you think? Huh? I think that's good, man. I think we're good. Uh, so we're anyway, all going to be fine. We are all going to be gonna fine. Be, hey, we're great. All right. So follow Cat Timph on Twitter. She's at Cat Timph. Follow Marcus Parks on Twitter. He's at Marcus Parks. I'm at Ben Kissel on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show and all the shows we do here on Cave Comedy Radio. Uh, we really appreciate it. Go to Facebook and join the Abelian's Top Hat page. It's exciting, and people say, I hate you, and then another person says, I hate you too, and it's very, very fun. Everyone loves it. I know what it. I'm doing tonight. Yep, and of course, make sure to check Catherine Timp out on the Greg Gutfeld Show. Which every is Sunday, 10 p.m. Every Sunday at 10 p.m. on Fox News. And I'm going to be back on Red Eye on the 18th. Of course, I think we'll do an episode before that. But Wonderful. Yeah, it'll be very, yeah. very fun. I'm excited. Um, all right, everyone, we'll talk to you soon. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.